listening to The Defiant Ones, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of Defy. Hey, what's going on? It is The Defiant Ones, the Patreon-only Defiant uh, Defy podcast for The Defiance. This week on the show, we have Rebel Kel. Uh, you may have seen her in stardom. You may have seen her in a Defy ring. Well, we have her on the pod this week. And uh, before we do, uh, I've been ch- chatting with some people from behind the scenes of Defy. Uh, last time I t- spoke with Charlie, he's uh, usually dodging people, uh, letting people know to get the hell out of the way. Uh, He's one of the security guys. We talk with Annie. We talk with J- we talk with Jim Perry, and now we're talking with Matt Farmer, one of the other guys behind the scenes at Defy. First off, uh, how you doing, Matt? I'm doing great, Kevin. Um, save the best for last, of course. I see exactly, exactly, man. <laughs> we're we're definitely going to get Migs on there though, so that's the best for last. Oh, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> he should have went first, Matt. Man, uh, so first off, to anyone who's uh, just like kind of. Uh, you know, watching from the outside and, and, and isn't aware, well aware of what your role is in Defy. What is your specific uh, duties in Defy and what's your, what's your title? Um, my, my title is producer, probably executive producer would probably be the best title. Yeah. Um, but anything, any, anybody that knows anything about producing, you do a little bit of everything. Annie, Jim, and I are pretty much a team um everything we do we talk to each other about yeah very little it's it's so weird but very little happens without us discussing it yeah you know and um it, it's weird because you know of course jim as the owner founder of the company he's the number one guy of course mm-hmm. but you know our our jobs uh it, it varies it really does there are certain things, of course, that we all have our expertise in. And one of the things that I do more than most is handle talent relations, I guess you'd yeah. say. Work with the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably where uh, what, what I would be best known for with Defy. Well, if people aren't familiar, uh, haven't actually met you before, you were a pro wrestler. So you definitely right. have that side of things covered. Jim wasn't a wrestler and he wasn't a wrestler, but you were. So I, that would make sense that, you know, you have you can cover yeah. that side of things. Well, both Jim and Annie do have long, extensive careers in jello wrestling. Oh, wow. OK. So, yeah, they yeah. they yeah. are masters at jello wrestling. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Jim was yeah. the uh, tri-state Jello wrestling champion. Um, yeah, yeah. He he actually held a championship in Hillsboro, Oregon, for a while. Whoa! And Annie, you know, she's from Gresham, Oregon, and so she held a championship in Gresham, Oregon. But what happened though is that Jim, you know, he he started getting a really bad allergic reaction to orange Jello, so uh-huh. he had to he had to. He had to retire early. Damn, dude. Um, but, but yeah, I did. I, I I had a really long wrestling career. As a matter of fact, I think, um, man, I in December that I, I think I made my debut. It would have been twenty seven or twenty eight years ago. Wow, this past December. So yeah, I, I, I've been in, involved in the business in one way or the other since the early nineteen nineties. What would it take to see you in a defy ring? 
as um, a wrestler as a performer I, I don't know if i'd ever do that honestly yeah uh just because i think i'm not a fan of when people from behind the scenes get involved with wrestling in front of the camera no russo um, okay okay yeah, I'm not a fan of that necessarily, and and I know a lot of people know me and know that I've wrestled for or sure. That like we've both been involved in different aspects of the entertainment part of wrestling, but I've yeah. never been really a big fan of people. You know, I I'd prefer to like spend my time concentrating on other wrestlers than myself. Okay, you know, right right now I I've taken enough bumps and bruises and things like that in my life to where my back and neck does not ever need to do it again. So, yeah, the, the, I, I think I wasn't necessarily, I, I, I kind of said in a defy ring, but I more so actually mean, do you think there will ever be one final match or, or are those days over? Um, I always, I honestly, I always think about it and I'm like, man, People will bring bring this up to me all the time, and I would like to wrestle again. I, yeah. I, there, there's part of me that would would like to get back out there and wrestle. A lot of guys that I'd like to wrestle today, but yeah, you know, I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it does take a physical toll on you. And you know, before I was a pro wrestler, I wrestled in high school and mm-hmm. junior high, and I started wrestling when I was in third grade. Damn. So okay. So, you know the the amount of abuse that it takes on your body even amateur wrestling is extremely extensive and so like when i wake up in the mornings and i have a trouble you know getting my neck straightened out um that leads me to believe i shouldn't probably wrestle again fair enough fair enough man we get you yeah. got a long life ahead of you man you gotta you gotta save some of your health you know you don't want to get too rough so um yeah and also another thing is too is that you know uh Truth is, I'm in my 40s now, and, you know, Defy is like, you know, it's the ring. We, you know, we we have the best of the best, right? Yeah. And that's what we want to concentrate on is having the best of the best. Um, I think we've proven ourselves over the last four years of having some of the best of the best. And for someone to step in there that hasn't wrestled in, you know, five or six years, um. It, it wouldn't necessarily be, you know, it, it wouldn't be adequate. Fair enough. Uh, what uh, what got you involved with Defy? Bring me back to that. Um, was it Jim hitting you up? Was it a collaborative thing? Uh, how did you get involved with Defy in the uh, yeah. beginning and stages? Well, what happened, you know, our the first time Jim and I ever met each other was just off of a random message. And we had a meeting at a coffee shop. Nice. And that meeting didn't necessarily involve um, any promises or uh, any like um, this was, you know, well before defy one the yeah. very first event. And we just sat and talked and we ended up really getting along and a lot of our vision with pro wrestling and how we wanted to see defy and how we wanted to see the business of evolve was very similar yeah you know and even today we finish each other's sentences uh, a lot of times when because we talk all the time like even today we you know we talk talked all day today yeah and it's like an idea that he has i have already i wrote that idea down that's you know awesome. what i mean yeah. or an idea that i 
I DM him about, he already had that idea, you know? So yeah. we're always constantly like our, our mind a lot of times is in the same, it has the same vision. Yeah. That's it, awesome. It's really weird because we're not, we don't necessarily have a lot in common prior to wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we do have some things in common. We're both big fans of art. We both have that graphic design background. Um, you know, we both love entertainment. We both love like the creative process of things. So we do have a lot in common, but at the same time we don't, you know? Yeah. So it's interesting because our, the way we think about things is very, um, you know, it's very similar. Same with Annie, you know, mm-hmm. and Annie's not from a wrestling background and that's yeah. one of the things that we like about her. Um, uh, but as far as like her vision, very similar to ours. One one thing that uh, keeps coming back with with the wrestlers that I've interviewed, and I think this is episode number eight now, uh, and and even with uh, Rebel Kel in this interview that we're about to to play here shortly, mm-hmm. uh, is is this this community um, aspect of things with the defiance and and just like how supportive they are, and you know, and and uh, how you know there's. Even if a wrestler, you know, doesn't have, you know, messes up a little bit. It's not a you fucked up chant. It's a just a supportive environment. And it's just such an awesome thing. Um, and, and I've seen that from, you know, doing social media stuff or interviews or just being a fan. You know, it just seemed yeah. like such a unique experience. Um, and, and, and for you, uh, I got to ask, and this is like might come out kind of cheesy, but this is the way I ask it. So what does the defiance mean to you, Matt? Um, man, like, like you said, it's a community really. And that's something that we wanted from the beginning. We actually openly talked about that. We talked about wanting to build this community. Yeah. Um, pro wrestling, especially in the Northwest was so like, it was so, um, underground, Yeah. you know, four years ago it it was to the point where it had really i would say you know the i don't know what mid 2010s i guess that's how you would say it Mm -hmm. it had really hit its all-time low yeah um and in the northwest for independent wrestling and there there was and and you know I, i hate to say it there was like very few skilled pro wrestlers in the northwest there were very few if any very like uh, professionally ran promotions, if mm-hmm. any, there were a few here and there, you know, and I'm not sliding those people that were in the business at the time because there are, there were a lot of talented people, but there wasn't a lot of them. Yeah. You know? Um, but since that time, we, we've really seen an explosion of a lot of young up and coming t- talent with a lot of potential. Um, the community as a whole you know, the fan base has grown. Uh, it, it's just, it, it just means a lot to me. The defiance actually means a lot to me. And I, I'm yeah. very, uh, I know we, we're all very like, uh, honored by how awesome, like the fraternity of people are, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's hard to explain and, and put into words, but we're just so happy with how everybody is um it's almost emo- it makes you emotional because there's so many cool people that are involved with defy you know and it's something that we defend that we defend mm-hmm. and i i want to defend completely because i'm 100 percent 
like uh, pro defiance. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. That's it's 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 cool because it's it's almost like exactly like what you were saying about you and Jim is like there's like things that you wouldn't necessarily like all the people in, in the defiance. I wouldn't necessarily hang out with you know each individual one of those people. I, I'm sure I have some things in common with them, but like it's the uh, unifying factor of this is underground, really cool wrestling company that brings everyone together and on the same page and and in those rooms. Yeah, very much. You you, you know, and you feel it too when you're in there, right? Oh yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. When we're in there. You you walk by just a wide, just a crazy diverse group of people, and everybody's friends. You know what I mean? You might not have everything in common, which is great, mm-hmm. but you're still friendly. You have this one thing in common that you guys adore, and you get along, and you're happy. And um, you know, I know there there's been people that have come out and that weren't even fans of Defy, or they were. Maybe people that didn't care for the fire or whatever, and they would make put knocks on people or whatever. And it's something that I would defend because I've never seen anything like it in my nearly 30 years of being in professional wrestling. I've never seen a community of fans that have been so diverse, so awesome. great, so happy, you know. And like you said, it's just kind of like a... a and and it's a group of people that I just adore and I want to see grow. Awesome. And it's going to continue to grow and hopefully, you know, as as things open up and you know, we can't really, you know, solidify and make too many plans, but it sounds like with the uh passing out of the vaccination and and things and and with our, our trust in science and we'll see, but on the other side of things, man, yeah. it's going to it's going to be an explosion and a celebration of life, man, and it's going to be awesome to see everyone back together. Uh, yeah, very much so. And I think Defy is going to be a little different when we come back. Like everything's going to be a little different. Yep. We're going to we're going to see some new faces. We might see some old faces. Um, you know, since we've been out for nearly a year now, a lot of our talent has gone on to other promotions and yep. things like that, or they've moved, or they, you know, they they're who knows, you know, they're they're. There's a, uh, a bunch of different things. People went on to change different careers and things like yep. that. So it's going to be a little different, but there's going to be that excitement. I think it's going to be better than ever. Some of the things we've talked about that we have planned on the books, I'm super excited for people to see. Um, so, you know, everybody listening to this, I could guarantee you that we have plans to come back bigger, bigger and better awesome. than ever. Matt, you are uh, not only uh, involved with Defy, but you're also a, a you're a wrestling historian, dude. And uh, follow yeah. follow Matt on Twitter because he's always got, uh, sharing some really cool stories and, and photos and stuff from wrestling past and present. Uh, since we're all kind of doing the stay at home, stay safe thing, uh, off the top of your head, what are what's a match or a couple matches of all time just on YouTube, just random? that you would suggest people checking out that they may not have seen before. Wow. This is that, that this is a, wow. Um, let me see. Putting you on the spot. Yes. Couple, couple, yeah, a couple of matches, um, on YouTube. Um, I'm, I right now I've been in a big kick of like watching old, all Japan tapes. Okay. Um, from like one of my favorite periods for all Japan was like 89 to like, 92 93 okay um particular matches i i don't know it's hard to say uh like the bulldogs versus the malenkos is really great i love watching like 
Stan Hansen and Dan Spivey versus uh, Steve Williams and Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Those are always just great. Dropping each other on their heads, man. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just brutal. Just beating the crap out of each other. Yep. Um, I'm also. I've also been on a big Lucha Libre kick, but nice. Like the Lucha Libre that I'm talking about is like what they call classical Lucha Libre, which is like kind of like older school. So one of the great matches I just watched recently was a match from Japan. It was uh, between Blue Panther and El Hijo Dos Santo. That was awesome. Nice. Um, But yeah, that's, you know, yeah, those are some of the matches I've been really watching. um, Stuff like that. Cool, man. Well, you know, follow along with, uh, and, and what's your handle on Twitter and, and social media for people to follow along? Yeah. At Matt Farmer 93. And I, I'm usually, I think I'm that on all social media platforms. So give me a follow. Everybody that is probably listening to this probably follows me already. So there you go. Right yeah. on, Matt, we're going to jump into the interview with Rebel Kell. Thanks for awesome. talking. Very good. I'm excited to hear this. Right on, Matt. Take it easy, bro. You too, man. It's the Defiant Ones right now. I'm sitting down via Zoom with Rebel Kel. Uh, she, yeah, she is a badass wrestler. She has now uh, traveled all over the world to wrestle, uh, all the way over to Japan. Uh, watch some of your stuff on Stardom. Pretty fucking rad to see you over there. Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. You. I had a lot of fun. It was awesome. We're going to get into that. We'll get into everything. But at first, I got to ask, how has the last 10 months been? Because it's been oh. very strange for all of us. Strange is definitely putting it kind of lightly. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I haven't worked. I'm bored. Um, broke. <laughs> yeah. I need like something to do. Um, I want to beat people up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, I'm I'm getting through the best I can, but I am ready for a little bit of normalcy to come back. Uh, I when was uh, if you if you could tell me when was your last match? Do you know the date? Um, actually, I had a match in September. Oh, cool! In Colorado. Oh, right on. Yeah, so apparently they were running something there. <laughs> kind of a hint to get yeah. you through, just a, just a little bit of a hit to get you through, right? Yeah, and I got to do like um, some custom matches and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I'm not totally deprived. I've actually gotten a few lucky occasions throughout the year. So, so what's the belt behind you? Uh, people aren't watching on video right now. Um, if you're not watching it, actually, let me start recording on video. <laughs> Let me press. Okay, so now I'm going to start recording on video. But uh, for anyone that's listening, she's got a pink belt behind her, a championship belt. Uh, what is that belt? Um, so there was this all-women's motorcycle rally. Whoa. And they wanted for, like, their entertainment to mm-hmm. have an all-women's wrestling show. So they had, like, 10 or 12 of us come in and put on a wrestling show for them. And then at the end... We did like everybody in there for a title. <laughs> yeah, I got it. So that's I awesome. Proudly, right on. Well, um, w- w- 
I want to talk to you about, uh, you know, the, the last 10 months, but we also want to go back about, um, you know, your your beginnings and everything. But uh, I did see that on your Instagram, you, you mentioned that uh, you were like super stoked to have like kind of gotten into some pretty good shape in the. So congratulations on that. Um, I'm assuming you've been uh, just working out a shitload during this time. Um, have you been able to wrestle like uh, do wrestle training? Um, I have like here and there, um, like private training, one-on-one small group training, stuff yeah. like that, um, at a few different rings. Um, and a couple little different like web series things. And, yeah. Um, like I said, I got a couple of matches on the other side of the country. So I've, I've been keeping up. Like I am like not someone that hasn't been training for nine, 10 months. That's not the case at all. So yeah. I'm just excited to show it for a crowd now. <laughs> Are you able to come up with some new signature moves? Like, oh, I'm nice! Like, I'm ready. So, um, have you, uh, as far as like day to day, just like uh, working out and stuff? Uh, have you been doing some like in home workouts and stuff? Just like kind of adapting to the situation. To be honest, um, I don't do well with home workouts at all. It's like, it's difficult. All. Yeah, me neither. It's like <laughs> if I'm at home. Like, I'd rather be sitting on the couch watching some Netflix or something. Yep. But I, like, got incredibly lucky because I dated a, I date a gym owner. Oh, wow. So cool. while his gym was shut down, I basically had, like, privates all to myself, oh. access to a gym the entire time. The most expensive gym membership you could ever ask for, like, 10K a month, right, for the rent. But yeah. <laughs> I don't pay it. So I got to, I got to benefit a little bit there. Well, while I have you on here and we're talking about that, why don't you shout out his gym? Oh, Monkey Bar Gym in Bellevue. Um, it also is Gracie Baja Bellevue and Gracie Baja Tacoma. So a little bit of jujitsu, two jujitsu gyms and one's like hit cross, uh, cross function training. Sweet. Right on. Yeah. Well, that's, that's gotta be amazing. Just like having that full access, just like one, just like uh, a full, amazing, like, high quality gym all to yourself that's gonna be badass play whatever music you want absolutely and i got like i live with a personal trainer so he's all exactly like, filling the house with the good stuff yep. like supplements galore like we're hooked up over here so i i got pretty like <laughs> you reach for like the rice crispy treats he you slaps your hand you're like come on <laughs> the rice crispy treats don't even make it to the house oh so, okay you know <laughs> fair enough stop it there uh, Kel, let's go back to uh, to like growing up. Were you a fan of wrestling as a kid? No. Okay. I wasn't. I was a fan of like all combat sports. I yeah. was kind of more into like b- watching boxing and MMA mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. Um, and I played like every contact sport there that exists. Oh wow. Um. So I kind of got into wrestling because after I graduated college and I didn't have a sport to do anymore, I realized, like, I need a sport, like a contact sport. Yeah. To keep me happy. Like, this has been my identity my whole life. I don't even know who I am without, like, something competitive in my life. Yeah. So I kind of was just researching and watching a bunch of different sports and kind of deciding where I wanted to go. And um, when I chose pro wrestling, I like instantly without even stepping into a ring, like bought a ticket to Kentucky to go visit OBW. Cause I was like, sure. I was going to move there. Yeah. 
Um, and then when I went there, uh, Rip Rogers let me watch the training and the show and all that stuff. And he was like, look, you can't just like decide you want to be a pro wrestler and like move across the country and pick up all your stuff. Yeah. He's like, I know a guy that lives in Everett, Washington. He's like, you should start there because he's a really great guy. You'll really like the training. If you decide you like this, then you can come back and move down here. Cool. But try this there first. Yeah. And um, that's where I started training with Buddy Wayne. And it was just like an awesome decision. He was a great trainer. So I was happy, very happy where I was. So we'll get into that shortly. But but just I, I got to ask, why wrestling? Like, what was it? What was re- who who? Who kind of put that spark? Was there anyone or did you like flipping through the TV and saw some people wrestling or what got you into wrestling? Well, first of all, I was like legitimately like Googling heights, weights of like MMA, boxing, like all this stuff. Yeah. I figured like my height and like kind of I was a lot lankier at the time. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of figured even though I wanted to do that, like my body wasn't the best body type for that. Sure. Um started looking into pro wrestling i watched a match it was undertaker and Shawn michaels yeah i'm sure it was a wrestlemania match um and that was the first time that i watched like pro wrestling and i was like whoa like i get it okay because i think my problem with it growing up was i was just like that would never happen yeah um and watching this match in particular it was kind of like oh i get it like it's a story like this is a big guy versus small guy how are they duking it out? And that was the first time I was like, this stuff is really cool. It's super athletic. Like, it's just amazing to like see the athleticism and talent that goes in. A lot of Defy talent uh, trained with Buddy Wayne. Um, tell me about your first day at training. Uh, what did what did that feel like hitting the mat for the first time? I was like, I felt awesome. Really? <laughs> I watch the videos and I look awkward as hell, but. <laughs> At the time, I, I felt so cool, and I was just like, I was like such in the mindset that like anything they asked me to do, like I'm gonna show them I can do it. Yeah. Like, there was nothing. Like I didn't want to show I was afraid of anything. I was like there were things that I was terrified to do, but I had such a like competitive spirit at the time. I mm-hmm. was like, there's not gonna be one thing that they asked me to do that I'm not going to like give my best at. And I think like that has just like carried on and that like made me succeed at that academy like i kept that attitude forever and what year was this that you first started 2016 okay 2015 shoot it's been a while huh yeah it's been a while so who are some people we might know that you trained with oh um I guess Darby Allen. Oh, well, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, Deanna Perrazzo. Wow. Okay. Cody Chun. Nice. Um, let me think. Jordan Grace. Uh, they trained up there with Buddy Wayne? No, uh, I actually went and moved down to Texas for a month and did 30 days at uh, Booker T's. Oh, wow. Cool. Reality of wrestling. Yes, I did. Um, Hannah Kimura. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Probably a bunch. <laughs> so, because you mentioned that, um, and and we'll, we're gonna, I'm going to jump forward here. Um, last year, uh, unfortunately, Hannah Kimura pa- passed away uh, uh, after some in- 
incredibly sad uh, cyberbullying. Um, do you uh, and and you did have the uh, opportunity to wrestle over there and start him with Hannah? Um, do you have any uh, memories you can share of your time wrestling over there with Hannah? Absolutely. Like my heart's like <laughs> like pounding right now. Um, Hannah was the only stardom wrestler that spoke English. Yeah. So she always translated for me. Like she was the one that I could like talk to. Um, yeah. I remember like they do this, um, whole like faction draft every year where yeah. they all, yeah, they all pick wrestlers, blah, blah, blah. Right. And like, I was so kind of down on myself just because I was like heavier weight at the time. And like my matches at Sardom were okay, but like, I felt like I could do better. And um, when they did this faction draft, I had just stayed in the locker room while everyone else went out there because I was thinking, like, I'm not getting drafted. Like, not everyone gets drafted. I didn't yeah. want to, like, sit on the stage and, like... Be the last person that's undrafted yeah. and kind of awkward. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So I just, like, sat in the locker room and I was watching it on the TV. And all of a sudden I hear, Rebel Cow! And I was just like, what? Like, like, I was like, did I hear that right? Like, I don't want to like run out there. You know? Yeah. And then a ref comes running into the locker room. He's like, get out there, go. And so I'm like, I'm like pushing my way through the crowd. Like, yeah, I got drafted. I got drafted. Um, and I was kind of forever grateful to Hannah in that moment because like that was her decision. Yeah. She didn't have to do that. Um, and we went out and stuff. We ate, went to dinners. We went out clubbing. Like there, we definitely had a good time. It's very sad. Um, the yeah. news is very sad. It uh, almost doesn't feel real. It's it's sad. I, I actually have her picture. Actually, there's starting yeah, right there. I see. So I'm on that bottom corner, and she's in the middle on the bottom. Whoa. And uh, I have this hanging up in my bedroom usually. Yeah. And um, when I look at it, it. it it just kind of freaks me out. Like, well, you you'll forever have those moments, and and a lot of them are on film. So you know what, and you know, and you'll always have those moments. So, um, I appreciate you uh, being kind enough to kind of tell some of those, even though the feelings must be very raw uh, still with that. Um, so going back to, um, kind of jump, sk skipping around here, but you did mention Hannah, so I wanted to jump into that real quick, but going back to, um, your time at Buddy Wayne, uh, Buddy Wayne Academy, um, what, uh, can, do you remember what your first match was? Your first actual match after training, like getting booked on a show? Yeah, I do. It was at, um, El Corazon. Oh, okay. Project, and, uh, was yeah, it Project, Project 40 42? Yep. Yep. And like... It to this day is my favorite match of all time. Um, I had wow. like 45 people come to this match, like people from all over Washington state. Like yeah. everybody I know was at this match, high school friends, college friends, like coworkers, like so many people were there. Yeah. And I remember before even going out, like on the stage, I started here. I hadn't even made an appearance yet. And I started hearing like everyone like chanting rebel cow. And I was just nervous as all hell, but I'm like, it was just such a cool feeling. Um, and it was a tag match. So it was me and uh, Holly Cromwell. At the time, she was Holly Lane. Okay. And um, 
versus Jack Cunningham and Kingpin Johnny Flynn. Nice. So it was the classic like girls versus girl power like match. Yep. And it was just like an awesome time. That's got to put a lot of pressure on you for your first match, right? All these people that are expecting I would so think much. It did. I, I, I went up for like, I knew all these people loved me. Like, they loved me so hard. It actually like sensed the adrenaline in the right direction for me. I felt like this badass biatch and I was just like on yeah. fire because of it. So, I don't know. I just like remember that match just being awesome. That's rad. Um, wh- when you were at Buddy Wayne, did you train with uh, with any other women? Were there any other uh, female training there, or were you the only one? Um, there were other females. So Holly Lane actually trained there for a little bit. She was Buddy's first woman. I was Buddy's second woman. Cool. So Holly and I, <laughs> Holly and I are friends. But I remember because she was the only other woman there mm-hmm. that like. I'm like, I got to be better than her. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was like part of the reason I didn't want to be scared about anything. Like if there was something maybe she didn't want to do, I wanted to be like, I'll do it. Like, yeah. I'll try it, you know. Um, Healthy compet- they, competitive sp- spirit, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. And that's just like my nature in general. Like I am just a hyper competitive person. But um, and then Danica De La Rue, she started yeah. doing there um, as well. So. Yeah, we've tossed around a couple times. <laughs> uh, so I know I just brought up uh, some sad memories, but I also would like to ask you about Buddy Wayne, who unfortunately did pass away a couple years ago, too. Uh, and if you could, do you have any memories, positive memories of Buddy and um, what that was like? Uh, if, if you just want to throw out a memory or two of your time there spending with him? Um. Buddy and I, like, were very close. Actually, um, on his 50th birthday, he went to Vegas with his wife and son and me. Nice. And, like, I was kind of brought in as, like, part of their family. Um, I was there, like, holding his hand, like, when he passed. Um but we always had this connection in that like we like we aren't big on the like the drama we're there to wrestle and that was like an attitude we both shared like we're like this is work you know Mm -hmm. um we don't care about the dating drama or this that or the other thing um and so i think he always respected that about me um i just knew like talking to we always we have a sarcastic sense of humor too so i think like we totally bonded in that sense but ultimately I just knew that he believed in me like yeah. 100% he did. And like, I've never had a better coach, like, uh, him believing in me, just like, I wouldn't be still wrestling today if it wasn't for the confidence and just like belief in me that he instilled like wrestling, obviously I'm sure you've heard is harder mentally than it is physically. Yeah. And it has definitely gotten like mentally rough sometimes. And if it were not for him, like instilling that into me in the very beginning saying, you can do this. I know you can do this. Like, I don't know that I would have had the strength. So I am eternally grateful for um, his influence in my life. Was he able to see you wrestle 
in actual matches outside of practice? He uh, he actually went to my first match. Which Sweet. Cool because he, yeah. Um, and he was alive for my first three matches. Cool. Um, so two tag matches and a singles match, and then he passed right after that. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you also telling me the. I I feel like uh, I'm just digging for some uh, hard memories. You're getting the you're getting the dirt right now. <laughs> well, um, so I wanted to pivot a little bit to um, Defy now. Um, what were, when did you first hear about Defy? Um, I guess it was at Buddy Wayne's, like hearing kind of the boys talk about it. Like I don't remember if I'd had a match. It was like when I had first started, like I, yeah. I mentioned today on my post that my fifth like appearance in front of a crowd ever was at Defy. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So, um, I started hearing about it, but I was just like, you know, I, I didn't really know a lot about wrestling at the time. I mm-hmm. didn't know like promotions. I also was thinking like, this is way out of my league. So, you know, I was like, totally shocked and like stunned to hear that like I would be making an appearance I think it was like their fourth show or something like that um the Lucha Underground show at the Temple Theater yeah um so and I've been lucky enough to still be wrestling for them now so it's been an amazing experience they have given me a chance when I was just a wee little little green baby We've seen you grow up in the wrestling, right? You've seen me grow up, man. Like, and I have done some embarrassing things. I've fallen off the apron. I've tripped. I've tried to pop a cork. It didn't pop. Like, I have, like, definitely had my fair share of kind of, like, learning moments throughout the years. What brought you and Clark Connor together? (laughs) I don't know. Like, we we were friends. And, um... We did like like partying for sure. That was like we liked going to a show, going out to a bar, having some drinks and stuff like that. Yeah. And we were genuine friends. Um, and we kind of just thought like with the height difference and both kind of just like, I don't know, acting aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. We thought that this might be something that would work. And we kind of just rolled with it. And I am like, I am so thankful for Clark because as I said, I was so green and mm-hmm. I would get so nervous before like defy matches. And I would just be like, kind of in the back, like, I don't know, like, I don't know if I can do this. And he was always like my rock and just like, yeah. you got this, like you're rebel Kel, you got this, yeah. go out there. We're going to kill it. We're going to look great. Like, let's do this thing. So I needed him. Like I needed him. And I am so thankful that I had him along for the ride. Now, fast forward a few years, and Rebel Kel is wrestling with Stardom, the biggest women's wrestling in, in Japan, and uh, Clark Connors is with New Japan Pro Wrestling, the biggest men's wrestling <laughs> in Japan. How crazy is it to think that you were sh- a team, and now you're both killing it in your respective uh, companies that are, you know, they are owned by the same company, uh, which That's is what I was just going to mention. Insane. Is that now they're owned by the same. Um, Isn't that crazy? Funny, I was, yeah, I was wrestling with B Priestley over in Japan, and now she gets to like be side by side with Will. Yeah. Thing, and I'm like, after party could have been in some New Japan. Right? <laughs> That's so <laughs> dope. Someday. 
right um so yeah uh what is uh i know um you know it's been about 10 months so it might be hard to think back this long but uh what have been some of your favorite defy moments um maybe matches or run-ins or uh, yeah some of your favorite defy moments so far (laughs) um my very first appearance was awesome i got to hit like i called it the near-death experience at the time i don't know what it's actually called but it was just a run-in i was um balleting for clark and i basically like hit a wheelbarrow and I go through their legs and splat them on their face. Yeah. And I just remember that like everyone getting out of their chairs and like jumping up for me. And I was just like, like (laughs) that was like an awesome moment. Um, and just in general, like something that really surprises me, I think like, I don't know. I think I'm like really hard on myself and I always kind of expect I don't know. I go out there and it's silence. And I have been shocked and surprised and grateful that like every time I go out there, like the noise is loud. And in general, Defy is like a loud crowd. But um, God, you guys know how to make a girl feel good. I go out there and I'm like. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think also my like so i got my first singles match um after clark went to new japan against nicole matthews right oh yeah um i lost uh that next year that's when i got to travel i traveled to texas for a month i went to new jersey i went to stardom all this different stuff gained a bunch of training yeah when i came back to defy after that i got like a run of win and I beat Ray Von Slasher. I beat Sloan. I beat Kikio. I beat I beat Danica De La Rouge. Killing it. I and I felt like all of like the training and hard times and struggles and stuff had paid off. Yeah. And then I went back and watched the match with Nicole and realized her feet were on the rope. Oh. <laughs> Rematch. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I I have been extremely grateful to Defy um, for giving me this platform and for like allowing me to show my my talent. Yeah, you know, not just once but continuously, um, and it's a super super cool opportunity. So I know this sounds this might sound kind of cheesy, but the Defy the Defiance is a really rad kind of underground supportive community. Like you mentioned, um, now, like I said, might sound kind of cheesy, but in your opinion, what does the defiance mean to you? Oh gosh. Um, like I said, like I am astounded by like the love that they show me and not only that, but like I get messages from them all the time. Like there's, a few fans out there that have everything I like everything I sell they own yeah um just like anywhere I've gone they've been supportive of it that's awesome and it's it's meant a lot um that's cool again like I need I'm a regular person I need like that support like I wouldn't get this platform if I didn't have that and so I'm very grateful what do uh 
Cody Chun, uh, back a few episodes ago, he mentioned that he kept wrestling from his parents because they kind of looked down on it and were weirded out by it. What do your parents think of? What do your parents think of wrestling? Are they supportive of you? And and what was their first reaction when they found out you wanted to be uh, a wrestler? So their first reaction, because I had just gotten my bachelor's degree and yeah. it had just come fresh off the press, and I was yep. like you know, I'm not going to go to Boeing. Like, I'm going to go be a pro wrestler. And they were kind of <laughs> just like, a what? Uh-huh. Like, totally, like, taken aback. Um, but, like, almost instantly, it really did not take long for them at all. It might have been, like, a couple months. And they were just like, you know, like, you do kind of have, like, the personality and the athleticism yep. and like the look, like yeah. we think you can do this. Hell yeah. And like my whole entire time, they have been so supportive. They come to my matches all the time. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that support for sure. So let's talk about your trip uh, overseas to Japan. Um, when did you hear uh, about stardom and the opportunity? Uh, if you don't mind, we, you know, uh, how did you. How did that develop? Um, <laughs> I was like, literally just like on my phone, kind of dreaming about like what could be. Yeah. And I went to the stardom website and I saw like a form, like an application form. Oh, wow. And I was just like, take a shot in the dark, you know, like you don't know unless you try. Yeah. So I just filled out my information and um, I didn't hear it for like probably three months. Yeah. And I just it like sitting there thinking like, Oh, I thought for sure I was gonna get this. I can't believe they haven't emailed me back. Like I just kind of like just put it out threw there. it out there yeah. and and saw what happened. And then I ended up getting an email um from cheerleader Melissa and yeah. she was like, Hey, we, we wanna bring you into stardom and like What? It, <laughs> it, I didn't think it was real. Like I it just was so surreal to me that like I was literally going to the embassy to go get like a worker's visa yeah. and like everything just seemed surreal. Even when I was on the plane, like I I was like, I'm going to Japan. Like what? Um, and then it's funny because I went to, I was going to customs or whatever, like getting mm-hmm. off the plane in Japan and um, I'm talking to the guy. He's just looking at my thing. I see him like touch the button under the counter and I'm like, Oh great. Next thing I know, there's like three cops behind me flag. They're like, yeah and they're like taking me into like the interrogation room and stuff and i'm like wow i haven't even left the airport and i'm gonna be sent back to america like this sucks um but hey i passed my interrogation so we made it through and then what was that like (laughs) when you when you get there what was describe what uh what that was like um, for someone, you know, from America here and, and your first time in Japan wrestling uh, in the premier women's wrestling company. What was it like when you get there? Was it, um, yeah, what, what was it like? It was crazy because, so I was supposed to get there three weeks earlier, but um, okay. on the paperwork that they sent in, they had my first and last name switched on it, so they couldn't accept it. So it took like three weeks to resubmit papers. Yeah. So the date I was supposed to come, I was supposed to have a few days to train before I just had a match. Yeah. And because I had to come late, I literally like got off the plane and we're like getting ready to go to the match. Oh, damn. And yeah. And so 
I was thinking I would at least get to like roll around or something. I don't know. <laughs> so I get there and we're doing like a tag match and my tag team partner only speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of under the impression, I guess I was like kind of ignorant, just thinking that like kind of everyone spoke a little English. You know what I mean? Not like, so much. Not no. so much. It, they speak a lot less English than I thought they did. Yeah. So just getting off the plane and like I can't communicate like even with my tag partner like and I can't hear like understand what anything around me what's happening like there was definitely a moment before my first match where I was just like a deer in headlights and I'm like I think I might have gotten in over my head (laughs) but um, luckily that match like went fantastic um i i really liked that match yeah um and it got easier obviously i started learning some japanese like yep i started understanding like what certain terms meant and um god it was a blast like uh the the country itself is amazing like it's beautiful it's clean it's safe like the people are nice the food is good like and then like wrestling there for the biggest women's company in yeah. Japan. It was like a, such a surreal experience. It took some getting used to because I didn't like, I'm used to crowds here. Like the louder they are, the better it is. Mm-hmm. And, Not like, so much over Japan, there. Yeah. Yeah. In Japan, they watch it like TV and like, you know, you did something good. If you hear the crowd go like, Ooh, yep. And that's, that's all you'll get from them. But like, it took some getting used to, um, it was just a really like enlighteningly cultural experience. So, um, over there, uh, when I saw some of your stardom stuff, I do notice that like, there are some, some people there that are really young or even just look really young and you're pretty tall compared to them. So you're kind of like, you know, you're like the big show compared to a lot of these women. Totally. Was that kind of like, was that uh, pretty fun to be like, I got in to be honest. Oh yeah. You're like, (laughs) That's awesome. They loved they loved the fact that I was like twice their height. I remember looking at the roster before going over there and seeing that their tallest girl was like five one, maybe five two. And I was six foot solid. So I'm just like Sweet. I knew I was gonna be like that much taller. But it is amazing because they do start wrestling there super young. That's like they are all making a living doing that. Like mm-hmm. they train year round, like put their body I well I do too but like these yeah. women are amazing like Oh yeah I've seen the documentaries uh it it those workouts look intense did you have to do any of the workouts with them and all that stuff yeah. look pretty brutal yeah, sure. yeah they are pretty brutal um and just like their talent is amazing like you know we'd be practicing rolling across the ring they're on their hands doing handstand walks across the ring yeah. and I'm just like Whoop! like <laughs> um and they start really young. Mm-hmm. Um, they have so much respect for the sport because they're like, when they're young and they start out, like they're in charge of like bags. Like they would be like grabbing my suitcase and I and this would be like a small, like 16 year old girl. And yeah. I'm like, no, I got, I got my suitcase. Like, nope, I can carry it. Don't worry. Um, but it's like, have so much respect for the sport. Yep. Like they work their ass off in all facets of it. That's awesome. Really cool. So how long were you over there? Um, two months. Awesome. It was supposed to be three, but a little over two months. That's great. So uh, yeah. when when you came back, uh, you mentioned that you were in like a winning streak at Defy. Uh, did you notice like uh, a, an increase in like skills when you came back from Japan? 
I, I think, honestly, my biggest skill that Japan taught me was confidence. Awesome. Like, I think, like, because I was used to going in front of crowds now, like, consistently, like, two, mm-hmm. three times a week, like, now I was way less nervous to be in front of a crowd. Um, I also, like, I didn't really understand storytelling, I would say, until Japan. Yeah. Because they're so, like, I don't know. I guess some of the wrestling I was used to seeing is, like, there could be a height difference like this, but they're kind of equal yeah. in that sense. And that's kind of how I, like, viewed it. And they, like... They're like, uh uh-uh, like three of us have to drop kick you before you go down, you know? And that like started clicking in my head that like, oh, okay, like I am bigger than these people and like I need to tell that story. Yeah. Um, A little bit more realistic, I guess. Absolutely. And it should be. Yeah. Right on. Well, um, so... What are uh, what are some of your goals? You know, uh, what are some of your goals? Obviously, you know, when wrestling returns uh, with Defy, uh, within Defy, uh, what are some of your goals? What are some of my goals? Um, <laughs> I, say this, I say this all the time. I don't know if they get mad at me for saying this, but um, that they're going to have a women's belt and I'm going to own it. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um. I feel like I always say that and um, I don't know if they're like, Cal, like STFU, like be quiet or, you know, but um, that would be amazing. I'd love to like continue to tell the story with Danica. Like Danica yeah. just did a heel turn. I I would love to tell the story with her. Uh, what are some things that you like to do in your spare time? You know, like uh, when you're not thinking about wrestling, um, you, you, obviously you're probably really into fitness. What are some other things you like to fill your time with? Just recently I painted this. Oh, that's awesome. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I painted that. Um, describe what it is in case people aren't watching the video. It's, it's a lion yeah. and a lioness snuggling up against him. It's really um, pretty. And it's like a 30 by 40. So it's kind of a big canvas there. Awesome. Um, is that something you've been getting more into during uh, the pandemic is painting? Yeah, I, I, I need something to do. Yeah. I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like a lion trapped in a cage that isn't getting enough stimulus and they're just kind of like going crazy. Um so <laughs> uh, I definitely have been trying to come up with new things to do. Yeah. I've watched too much TV over the last 9 months. Like I watch a ton of home renovation shows. Okay. I'm now watching um Hannibal on Netflix. Um which I love. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but what else? I love to cook. Okay. Favorite uh, meal. What's your favorite meal to cook hamburgers. for you and your boy? Okay. Awesome. Okay. My favorite meal is hamburgers. I like to like get a little bit more creative than that, but my favorite food is hamburgers all day long. Okay. Nice. Has been forever. Yeah. Um, I have a dog. So playing with my dog. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like to play pool. Anything competitive. If it's a game, if I can win it, I want to play it. Like, I guess that pretty much sums me up. <laughs> right on. Well, um, I, I was curious about um, just kind of a random question here. So there's been a lot of negativity in the world um, just, you know, within the news, um, with, uh, you know, all, all 
you know, you, wherever you go, it's just bad news, it seems like at times. Uh, if you're having a downer day, what's one song that you can put on that can just cheer you up or get you intense or get you motivated? What's a song that can bring you back to, like, uh, a good mindset? Um, the Like, my go-to song for, like, amping myself up, it's, like, kind of cheesy, but it's Lose Yourself by Eminem. There you go. It's like... You only get one shot. One nice. But um, I also joke a lot of times that my song is, uh, what is it? The Evanescence song that's wake me up inside. Yep. And I always am like. Bring me to life. <laughs> when I'm going through, I always, I find myself saying like, wake me. It's corny, but it, it gets me going. <laughs> nice. Kel, my last question for you. Um, if you could pick a star on your body. And tell us the story of how you got the scar. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. I have. We'll see if we can see it here. Maybe you can't. It's just. Anyways, I've got a Harry Potter scar right on my glabella, right in between my eyebrows. Whoa. Um, <laughs> and it's annoying because, like, in the right light, you can see it. You can kind of. Oh, see I can see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It pops out. Um. And it's annoying because that wasn't like that a year ago. But um, basically how I got that was I was in training. Uh And um, then training ended and I got into my car and smacked my face with the car door. (laughs) It wasn't even the wrestling match. It was the car. (laughs) And I'm so annoyed because I'm like, who does that? Like who hits themselves in the face? so hard with their car door that like it literally leaves a permanent scar were it you, wasn't even the wrestling were you I bleeding everywhere wrestling. yeah i was jesus did you have to get stitches <laughs> I was, no i didn't oh my god um, and i was like going from wrestling practice to work so i was like <sighs> driving down the highway like, <laughs> <of> blood, <laughs> and, like, i was like i'm so dumb but hey you know Holy shit. I need to just make up a story about getting like super kicked or something, but Yeah. Not so much. The door super kicked you. There you go. High the spot from the door. Jesus yeah. Christ. Going for blood. All right, Cal. Thank you so much. Uh actually, how do we support you? Um and and how do we follow you? How do we support you? Obviously, we can't see you wrestle and and buy merch from you, but is there any way to help support you or just follow you during this time? Instagram's kind of my go-to social media. My Instagram handle is RebelKelWrestles, K-E-L, all one word. Um, and I also have a pro wrestling tea store, at awesome. Rebel Kel. So those are two ways. Real easy. Awesome. Uh, do you have any final words for the Defiance before we let you go? No, I appreciate you having me on. And I appreciate just the community, the atmosphere, the opportunity. Um I'm super happy to be working for this company. So, Right on, Cal. Well, things appear to be looking uh, more positive. Hopefully, mid-2021, we'll be able to have some wrestling. Let's go. Exactly. Cal, thank you so much for, for coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.